fucking douche. Fight fire with fire. Run a Buick's tire. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, you know, firemen sleep a lot, don't they? I mean, <laughs> firemen. I don't know. Firemen. Where does that come from? Fight fire with fire. Don't firemen fuck with fire? I don't know if the song is about firemen. No, it's about atomic bombs. You can hear it at the yeah, end. And, in fact, and apparently they're tired. Yeah. <laughs> That's good shit. Been busy blowing shit up all day. Yes, hello, this is Nigel Nigerson. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Metal Notary Podcast. If you haven't already done so, please fix your favorite relaxer and become one with the Metal Notary Metalverse. Anywhere you get your podcasts, you can also follow Metal Notary and Metal Notary Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Cheers, good morrow, and don't deny the power of Metal Notary Podcast, everyone. Hi, welcome back to the Metal Nerdery with the Billy, the What's Russell, up? hello, and the Wheeler. Wheeler. Squealer. <laughs> it's like I can't not hear that now. It's like oh, now I want to hear that every, every time. time. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm hashtag, I'm going to have to do a fucking album dive on that at some point. It's ACDC. I was out of control with that one. <laughs> that was a that was a blessing, that episode. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a, you'll have to go back a few episodes to catch that. But today we're excited. This is kind of our first official, real official Metallica anything dive. We did our, our episode on the first four, the big four, and that was kind of, we, we talked about Kill Em All along with uh, Show No Mercy and Fistful of Metal and Killing Is My Business. But we've never done just a by itself Metallica album dive, so we are excited about this one. Their second album, Ride the Lightning, which is a masterpiece. I feel bad that I got this after I got Puppets. Because I felt like once I heard Puppets and I heard this, it's like Puppets made more sense after I heard this. Like, I wish I'd have heard this first. I'm not sure which one I got first, but it was likely Puppets, yeah. But do you kind of feel like Lightning? Because really, they both had almost identical formatting and vibe and everything. I mean, they were both done at Sweet Silent Studios in Denmark. I think Fleming Rasmussen produced both of them, but tracking was kind of the similar and the same but it's like once i heard ride the lightning after i heard puppets i was like oh now puppets makes more sense because yeah. i really felt like i should have heard ride the lightning first because ride the lightning made way more sense hearing it after i heard puppets i know that sounds no well like a lot of bands you hear you know especially at the age we were when these came out it was kind of like we heard the most popular one at the time first because that's what everybody true. was playing that's right. true and then you dive and go back to go the older stuff. That's true. Yeah. That happened with me with a lot of bands. You know, Van Halen, uh, you know, because when 1977, I was four, you know, I wasn't, or 78, but. Um, Ozzy was the same way. I mean, yeah, it's right. like you, you yeah. get, you'd hear the Ozzy stuff. It's like, oh, he used to be in Black Sabbath. Oh, well, fuck. Now I got to go listen, listen to. to Black Sabbath, not, not that you would ever say, fuck, I've got to go listen to Black Sabbath because that those words have never been uttered. 
and if they have been, you've been abused as a child, and we are so, so sorry. But I remember hearing Master first, just like you, and, yeah. and, and then listen to Ride the Lightning. I was like, oh, wow, because it, it was similar, like you said, in format. <clears throat> then I remember going back and hearing Kill 'em All, and I'm like, that's t- totally different band. Completely different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's because well, like Lightning band. and Puppets kind of kept sort of that same pace and that same vibe and the same style, and that, that kind of made them good companion albums, so to speak. Yeah. This episode brought to you by Alcohol and Drugs. <laughs> but I think listening to it after hearing Puppets for the first time, I was like, oh shit, now this album just makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. And we decided we needed to talk about this one because uh, it just recently celebrated a birthday. It came out July 27th, 1984. Makes it 37, right? Yeah, 36. 36. Please math. don't go to the Russ Wages School of Mathematics. I'll try again. <laughs> just teasing. But, you know, this was this was talked about recently, you know, given kind of the happy birthday hail and everything. So we wanted to do a dive on it. Excellent. I was so blown away the first time I heard it. I'm honest to God, as a guitar player, Russ, I got to know what you think. Because all my guitar player friends think I'm a doofus for even thinking this. But I could not wrap my brain around how James Hetfield could play that fucking fast. Well, I couldn't do it. Yeah. the Well, fast. <clears throat> excuse me. Fight fire with fire. You know, comes in double picking. Yeah. But Creeping Death, he's down picking the whole time. Which is insane. Yeah. And it's, it's just ridiculous. Uh, the man yeah. is a machine. I mean, I think he's literally like, you know, it's like, I'm a Terminator sent to go back and play guitar and create metal in the 80s. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was, you know, when I first started, I, I had no idea what they were doing. So. Um, I'm looking for James Connor. Okay. Shitty Terminator impression. Yes, uh, it was. Shall we have a, a, a clinky drinky, maybe get into some of the trivia factoids about the album? Sure. And then maybe give us some tracks to listen. Let's do it for our country. <laughs> All right, kids. <laughs> the boys got to take a shot of fireball clinky. to celebrate. Thank you, gentlemen. Cheers. Yummy. Smooth. I <laughs> better now. I can't breathe. So we got... <sighs> Megaforce again? Yes, the Mighty Mighty Megaforce Records, which we did an episode on them a little while back. Which which one was Megaforce? That was uh, the the Zazulas. Yeah. Okay, Metal Blade was... Johnny and Marshall. Slagle, right? Right. Yeah, Brian Slagle. Okay. I mean, Metallica kind of, I mean, because of the the Megaforce and the Zazulas, that's... That put them on the map. Yeah. I mean... There's a killer Wikipedia entry about Red Lightning, and there's probably so much stuff out there. And I know it's hard to be a fan because, like, everybody loves Metallica. You can say you don't love Metallica, but it's kind of like it's kind of like your family. You can even say you don't love your family, but you still love your family. You can say you don't like your family. It's like Metallica. People can say, "Oh, it sucks, man. Oh, I hate singers." It's like, well, you can say that. It's not the same thing. You know what? They're fucking artists. They grow. They evolve. We do that as people. Yeah. All of you should know that by now. Grow the fuck up. Right. They, you know, but somehow they grew, managed to stay relevant. But they grew exponentially right. right after Kill 'em All to Lightning. But I mean, that that was like a that was a quantum leap forward. Yeah. Um, that, that was like a 
I think that would even be for that'd all. be almost like going from power metal to vulgar. I think that that's how big of a leap I think that is. Yeah. Do you think it's more like cowboys to vulgar? Yeah, but I think the popularity and whatnot actually came from the puppets tour with yes. Oz, with Ozzy. Yeah. Well, sure, definitely that. Yeah, but in terms of just sheer production and sheer songcraft and everything else, yeah. yeah, this album was like light years ahead. Like sure. I was trying to think of the other only other comparison that would make logical sense, right? Because I just I can't think of one, and really in all of metal, that's that big of a of a jump. No, I I can't either. And um, you know they've discussed. I've heard you know the joke about the jokes about Lars, uh, or it's drum playing, but the leap he made from Kill 'Em All to Ride the Lightning is insane. Um, you know the guitar work definitely got better. Um, I guess Cliff Burton's music theory influence kind of had some help in that because yeah. he, he was kind of the the bringer of that. Which all the harmonies, harmonizing stuff on the guitars. Oh, yeah. that, was, that was all uh, Cliff's doings. Or he, he's the one that taught James. Actually, he wrote the fucking intro to Fight Fire with Fire. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. I, I think I'd read that somewhere, maybe forgotten it or killed it in a brain cell. Hashtag backshadowing. But. Yeah, I couldn't fucking believe that he wrote that. But then after the fact, after knowing all the stuff he wrote, like Orion and stuff later, yeah, makes perfect sense. Right. Yeah, he was the music brains, without a doubt. Oh, Cliff Burton, we miss you. Yeah. Everyone misses you. I'm sure Metallica misses you the most, but Cliff Burton was a genius. Yeah. Should we go look at the factoids first to go over a few of those? Sure. Or do you want to go right through the tracks? There's just, there's so much fucking Metallica trivia, and it's like, I'm, I'm sure all the Metallica fans right now are like, these guys, they totally missed this one obscure thing that I thought of the other day when I was taking a poop, and I couldn't remember, and it's like I jotted it down, but I saw it at like a Metallica convention 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, this is uh, Loudwire.com, Metallica, Ride the Lightning Facts. It was released twice. They released it through Megaforce Records initially. Uh, music for nations in Europe, and then when they signed with Electra, it got reissued. It ended up number one on the Billboard 200. That's cool. The 100 or one? It ended up peaking at number 100. Oh, on the Billboard. On yeah, the Billboard on 200. 200. Yeah. Let me say that. Which at that times. time, for a obscure metal band that nobody really had ever heard of, that's that's, that's pretty amazing. respectful. Yeah. It's yeah. remarkable yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. The title. Or the Titley is connected to Stephen King. I remember seeing them in the back of Guitar World magazines before Metallica. The, before I knew who they were, but they would they would advertise "Ride the Lightning" or "Kill 'Em All." You know, that's how they advertised their album. It was yeah. in the back of like Hit Parade or, or Crane or Guitar sure. Player, or you know. Right. But it was always in the back pages of these magazines, and it's like, who are these guys? Yeah, pardon me. It was a burp demon. It's like a fart demon, but it comes out of your mouth. Gross. <laughs> yeah. What's the? Uh, here, here's a little brief synopsis of the quote that the title's connected to. Well, it's from the stand. I don't know yeah. if I should read it. <laughs> should I read it? Are you scared? There was this one passage where the guy was on death row. Said he was waiting to quote ride the lightning. Yes, that's the passage it refers to. If you've read Stephen King's The Stand, you'll know what we're talking about. If not, you're just going to sound like a doofus reading a quote off of a web page. If you read The Stand, you had a lot of time on your hands because that was sure. a big ass book. <laughs> uh, 
I've wasted a lot of time on my hands. I remember looking at that sitting in my house. It was like that tall yeah. on the table. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. It's like, it's like for it, basically, is what the stand is. I read it. <laughs> you read it. Yeah, I could. Did you understand it? I did. I don't know about it. Yeah. There was it. a swap in songwriting credits Went from Dave Mustaine to Mr. Kirk Hammett. And that was the last album to feature songwriting credits from Dave Mustaine. Unless you believe the metal conspiracy theory <laughs> that Metallica has a vault somewhere of all the Dave Mustaine riffs. Now, he wrote everything up until Load, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the conspiracy. What? Yeah. I'm a truther. I'm not going to, I don't, I don't know. I'm not get, saying it's not true. Let's get QAnon involved. I'm saying it's possible. They have say. I'm saying it's possible. Uh, and like we said before, thanks to Cliff Burton, the mighty Cliff Burton, hail and rest in peace. The composition of the music was more complexified. Is that beer not good? I'm not sure if I like it or not. No? Yeah. What is it? It's called. It's a Monday Night Brewery, which they're local. Slap Fight India Pale Ale. Yeah. Sounds like something bitches drink. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Do bitches drink this? Slap oh, no. <laughs> I think they drink this and they're pissed oh. off at each other, which is all the time, I think. Yeah. Unless they listen to Metallica. I like bitter, but this is just a different bitter. I don't know. It's all right. I'll make it through it. Right. You'll yeah. make it through. It's there alcohol. You. You'll consume it. And back to the show. He thinks we're back. Well, Cliff was kind of the musical brains in terms of all the Deeper, more yeah. complex, you know, orchestrated kind of stuff. Because he loved, he definitely left that imprint on Metallica's sound. Because they've always had that kind of majesty to their sound, don't you think? That mm. kind of sort of orchestral mm-hmm. qualities, yeah. especially like with the harmonies and shit like that. Because sure. I think Flip, Flip Burton had a big impact on that. Right, quite a big one. Cliff Burton had quite a big one, didn't he? <laughs> That's what they say. Sounds horrible. Don't speak ill of the dead. Recording in Denmark made them homesick. Sounds like anybody would be homesick if they were in Denmark. So they were rehearsing an album in uh, Merciful Fate's practice space. Mm. That would be cool. Yeah. I know they were friends with those guys. They'd probably keep them marginally unhomesick, hopefully. Their producer had never heard of them. What? Interesting. In Denmark, the band worked with producer Fleming Rasmussen at Sweet Silent Studios because Ulrich was a fan of his work. Of Rainbow's 1981 album, Difficult to Cure. I'm going to have to listen to that just to see if there's production similarities. What, the Rainbow album? Yeah. Difficult to Cure, 1981. Yeah. I'll have to listen to that, too. Oh, I never heard of Metallica, but I really liked them as people. The producer later said during the Rolling Stone interview, My mentor was really into jazz, and he pulled me aside one day and said, What's going on with these guys? They can't play. And I'm like, who cares? Listen to the energy. Hello, this is Archie. I'm doing like books on tape, but it's for like internet articles because these boys get tired, their throats get dry. That's why they got to drink this beer. Anyway, going back upstairs to get pasta. Thanks, Arch. I think he also. He the Fleming the Rasmussen. He did yeah. Masters in. Uh... He did Master in Justice, yeah. yeah. Let's see what else he had. And done. I can't think of three albums. Well, Ride the Lightning and Masters sounds somewhat alike production wise, but. Just is completely different. Looks yeah. like he also did all these guys here too. Orbit Angel, Blind Guardian. Blind Guardian's kind of a prog metal band, I believe. I've heard the name, not familiar. Inciferum, Nightfall in Middle Earth, Forgotten Tales. 
and those Rob Guardian albums. Squealer. <laughs> <laughs> Which Number seven. Wow. James Hetfield almost didn't sing on it. Yeah, they almost got John Bush from Armored Saint to sing on it. Wow. Can, can you imagine why. what that would sound like? It would be cool, obviously, but it, it wouldn't be Metallica. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah. Maybe a little even, but definitely odd. Didn't he? Didn't John Bush fill in on guitar when James burned himself? John Marshall was it? John Marshall. Yeah, uh, he was. A, he was the roadie. He turned it down. Dope. That's all right. He was in Anthrax later. Yeah, a great spot album. down there at the Rib Lounge on Codlaw. Y'all come on by. We got free sauce this week. Ron, I put some. Uh, just to let you know, I put some dry rub on a large piece of meat this morning. Yeah, you gotta rinse off yeah. after that. That shit breaks in, man. It, it Combination of mesquite and cherry wood. Come on down to the rib lounge here, Cutlaw Boulevard. This is Ron. Back to the show. For whom the bell tolls inspired Hemingway. the song of the same name. Book of the same name. Ernest Hemingway's song For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yeah, Ernest Hemingway's For Whom the Bell Tolls inspired the song remains the same. <laughs> That's what, what happened. I'm lost. This is what happens when you drink without eating dinner or <laughs> breakfast or lunch the next day. Yeah, it was a novel. It was a novel. It was not a song. Yeah, Thomas Hemingway's yeah. novel inspired a book the song. of the same name. Right. right. <laughs> not a song. Right. It's okay. People can read. They're the professional writers. Fade to Black's depressing. We all know that. They get their gear stolen. Can you imagine how bad that would suck? In the middle of a tour? Yeah. Especially when they were like on the up, uphill, like they were riding their roller coaster at that point. Yeah. But that's a, I still listen to that song and that song still gets me sometimes. We're going to get into the tracks in a minute. Hey, look, obviously. them and I agree on something. Escape. Yeah. Yeah. Escape is why uh, music producer record label people aren't in bands. They do not care for the song Escape. No. Yeah, the they were trying to make a radio like hit. It. Well, they were being asked to do it. And I guess it's fair to ask them to think outside the box. But it's like, you know what? You do your job. Let them do their job. To me, fuck off. To me, the first two songs almost should have been on Kill Em All. Because all the other songs are completely different than the first two songs. On Rod Lightning? Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. I mean... Now I'm going to go back and listen to it thinking about that. Because well, we're getting ready to listen to the tracks. But yeah. I'm just saying, the first two songs are very similar and all of the rest of them are they have a little bit more groove to them a little bit more you know they're not as hardcore they're not as thrashy i mean i'm not saying they're not good i'm just saying they're not mm-hmm. no but i've never thought about it from that perspective it's the just same. it's it's fascinating to think about it from that perspective yeah they were not a fan of escape it, on um ride the lightning i I understand Mustaine had a lot to do with the writing on that album, but really the only song on there that sounds like him to me is um, Ride the Lightning. Like, Creepin' Death that. sounds like James Hatfield to me. You know, if you R- think Riff wise, it. I can kind of yeah. see that. Yeah. Well, that's Mustaine pretty, was much more. Yeah, well, there you go. Mustaine actually helped write. They, oh, they allowed some him of those. To, yeah, some of those. I would imagine some of those riffs are. Yeah. Well, like Call of Cthulhu definitely sounds like it's got some Mustaine. Sprinkled in there. Yeah. Gross. What does that mean? Did he pee on it or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sophomore Jinx. I can't believe everybody was talking about Sophomore Jinx. Well, it's so different than the first one. That's It why. is for sure. But at, going back and listening to it, 
because Kill 'em All was badass, but like going from Kill 'em All to, to Ride the Lightning is just so fucking badass. I call it a sophomore slam. Da, da, da. Slam. <laughs> da, 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 dung. Shall we get into the tunes? I think so. Thought you wanted to go through this other nonsense here. Oh, it looks okay. like the same shit. Uh, that's like a song by song thing. We don't have to go through oh, that. Okay. But it's uh, like trapped under ice boys. is not a metaphor. Trapped under it's ice. It's actually talking about someone trapped under ice. Yeah. It's about cryogenics and stuff like that. Uh, Some of those are uh, those are song specific. We could keep them up and go through them as well as some of the tunes. Might be fun. Here come the tunes. Wait for it. On purpose. Ah. Uh, Courtesy of one Mr. Cliff Burton. Good morning, America. It's six oh one. It's gonna be a happy day today. Yes, it is. So happy until the crunch comes in, then it gets happier. That was so pretty. This is prettier. Get you some. Fussing with fear? No. The little. Oh, look so tired. We all shall die. Is that what it is? Yeah. I always wondered. Is that what it is? That's what I always thought it was. We all shall die. We all shall die. Oh, I thought it said look so tired. I'm like, that sounds kind of stupid. Look so tired. Where? How, how in the hell does that fit into the song? <laughs> I don't know, man. What the fuck? Maybe he was revved up like a douche. By fire with fire. You look so tired. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, uh, you know, firemen sleep a lot, don't they? I mean, uh, <laughs> firemen. I don't know. Firemen, where does that come from? Fight fire with fire. Don't firemen fuck with fire? I, I don't know if the song is about firemen. No, it's about atomic bombs. You can hear it at yes. the end. And, In fact, and apparently they're tired. Yeah. <laughs> That's good shit. Been busy blowing shit up all day. <laughs> By fire with fire, but you look so tired. I've heard dumb shit like that my whole life. <laughs> it's like the misheard lyrics of. I should go. We need to. We need to probably Google that. See, that's probably one of those things. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck did they say there? We all shall die. Okay. Is that what it actually is? If we confirmed it, have we fact checked it? <laughs> 
Let's fact check it. No, that's not what he says. He doesn't want anybody to die. He's. We all shall die. Look Bursting at you. with fire. Look at Look you. Where'd you go? He's so smart. God damn. <laughs> we all shall die. Okay. I'm, I'm now learning. we know. You know no, what? I learned something today. That's what it always sounded like to me. Bart sings like a motherfucker, and we yeah. all shall die. <laughs> Bart does not sing like a motherfucker. <laughs> it's, it's a this. fart that stinks like a motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> That's what I thought he said for years. And who the fuck is Bart? Yeah, right? <laughs> He's an Easter egg on the album for uh, reference to The Simpsons. We also die. Yeah, the, the very end of uh, Fight Power of the Fire, actually, I think if I recall, that's actually sampled from an atomic bomb test. Yeah, that's what it sounded like up close and personal. Not too good. Nope. Kind of messy. And then, of course, the title track. It's the most awesome harmonies. Bass. Slapping the bass. Producer had a, a coach come in basically to keep Lars in time. Really? Yeah. He had such a tendency to speed up, and oh. he does it live. I mean, if you ever watch their live videos, yeah. unless they're edited. But um, anyway, they, during the recording of this album, they had somebody come in and keep him from. <laughs> well, playing playing to a click track, even like with a metronome. I mean, you have to get used to doing that because naturally. Like, especially if you play live, you're going to play a little fast because we've all yeah, done it. Sure. Even as a singer, up. you might yeah. do it. You get more excited. You're going to yeah. play faster. Yeah. And when you're used to doing it, especially if you're capturing it, like the magic that we capture every week, we get together here at Metal Nerdery. When yeah. you're doing it in the moment, you kind of, you might get excited. You might fire up and so you may not be in constant time. Right. And then you can make it in constant time with a metronome or a click track, but then that, that does kind of make it sterile. Yeah. But you don't want it to where they're rushing so much that they're fucking up the riffs or Yeah. So I can I can understand. Well, especially that. when you're having to play a riff like uh, Fight Fire with Fire if he speeds that Dude, up. Yeah. yeah. That that song, even to thirty something years later, when I got that, I got that as a kid, I was probably twelve. And it was just blew my fucking mind. I was like, How the fuck do they play that? It's gotta be delay pedals. Gotta be. There's no other way. There's no fucking human way. You know, unless Jesus is a rhythm guitar player, and that's the only way anybody can play that fucking fast. Because there's no way anybody can play that fucking fast. Maybe it was Bart. Maybe it was Bart. And maybe he was it, really tired. Maybe he was really, <laughs> he was really tired, and his farts stunk like a motherfucker. Fight fires all day. <laughs> <laughs> his mustache made him tired. Oh, great part. Perfect time. Perfect part, yes. Came back right in the middle. Solo Radio, WSOLO, Solo Time.
always dug his solos. Me too, up until the black album. I still like those. On Ride the Lightning, just or Master and Justice, his solos took you on a journey. They were yeah, they were written. They told a story almost. After that, it seemed just like tons of Wawa and as fast as he could go. Yeah, there was Wawa in there, but yeah. I, but I still think they still had that kind of that story vibe to it. Yeah, because like there's some of them like Unforgiven. Like I've seen the behind the scenes and how they do that shit. Well, and the Black Album was, uh, you know, I think he had some great solos on that. I, I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm talking about their most recent albums, which I love, Death Magnetic, and um, the last one. God, I can't think I of turned it. Turn up, turn up, turn up. Hardwired? Turn up. Yeah. This part is coming up is what it goes into. Young is the part I'm talking about. song too oh yeah yeah it is six minutes 35 seconds well, everything long. was up until the black album it seemed like every song they made was yeah. six minutes plus I, w- I would argue that metallica is definitely a, i would call them a progressive thrash band because really they kind of had progressive elements to their music yeah so, uh, especially sanitarium and master of puppets pardon me the next one Fun little factoid. Uh, for whom the bell tolls, that's not a bell. That's actually an anvil. Not to be confused with the band who didn't become successful. <laughs> Great movie, though. It's an anvil, not a bell. What is it, Cliff? I still love that bass part. And all these other songs on a different album. I can kind of see that. Maybe not Creeping Death, but that's borderline. So that, perspe- that perspective is fascinating. Because now I'm going to listen to it differently. This one definitely had a different feel than the first two tracks, for I mean, sure. I like all the other songs, but they just seem like they're on a different album. Right. I can I, I see what you're saying. This the way they built that roof, too. Give me some crunch, fellas. It's still fucking badass. Yeah, it's 
see those little kids from that book you posted. <laughs> Fucking shit up in the bed. And now a nod to Fairy's War Boots. Kirk? Can you hear it? Tommy's Nixon and Crone's first band played this. <clears throat> what, bring the bell tolls? Yeah, when I yeah. learned how to play that little riff, it was yeah, the coolest days time. ever. Yeah. yeah, but it's interchangeable. We learn to play that, you learn how to play Fairies Wear Boots. Yeah. Boom. Done. <laughs> There's at least three on here that they play at every single show, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they call those staples. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like beef jerky. You hear the Metallica and they don't do Creeping Death, you're yeah. going to lose your shit. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, mean, there's this, there's, there's some stuff you come to pay for, and it's like, yep, there's a lot of staples in this. They're one. always going to play For Whom the Belt is, yeah. Tolls. They're always going to play Creeping Death, and they're always going to play Fade to Black. Yeah. Just in case. <laughs> Funny you should say Fade to Black. That's actually the next song. Right here on Metallica Radio. Mountain Nerdery 101. On our new album. It's a bit different. like to see a list of the instruments used on this album with the actual gear guitar for each part that sounds like a less ball to me you think on the bridge pickup or neck pickup that's what it sounds like to me could be the sweet jackson b that's what he played live with it now Acoustic guitar players. Oh, yeah. This is one of those I first played songs this song I learned. I asked my teacher, but I need to know how to play it. A million times, but I can't play it that clean. It's beautiful. The way yeah. he does it is perfect. Yeah. This is Matt's Power Ballad. <laughs> Dedicated to Metallica. 
so funny <laughs> what you highlighted there oh. <laughs> <laughs> easy now yeah, he gets triggered sometimes it's like that. Well, that you funny. don't know what's gonna go <laughs> no, you don't know. But when it happens that was funny thank you for that <laughs> yeah Billy have highlighted a point that said something that fade to black was a disappointed some of Metallica's fans. Yeah, Metallica shares something with Star Wars. Uh-oh. Nobody that hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody hates Metallica more than Metallica That's fans. That's true. Yeah. There's some truth to the Oh, that part right there. More harmony. I don't know. I thought they fucking nailed it. You know what? I bet all those fucking hardcore, like, super metal fans are like, man, you're a bunch of fucking pussies, man. Oh, that's it. Fighting back tears. It's like, it's fucking beautiful, man. I'm not going to cry about it because I like thrash. And that's manly. Hey, you know what? Anger's an emotion, too, just like tears. I'm not crying. My eyes had to piss. There's a difference. There's no crying in metal. Yeah. There's eye pissing. That's what's going on in metal. And now we move on to something completely different. Alcohol trapped under ice. I always like this song. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Quite a lot. Oh, come on, this is a little bit of Killmall guitar work. The solo comes yeah, in. Yeah, I can kind of see that. And that sounds like Mustang. The way it kicks in. Yeah, the feel does. Yeah. That frantic kind of feel. Yeah, I see what you're saying yeah. for sure. Yeah, the roof too. It's a fast fucking riff, though. It's double bass all the time, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Solo part of this sort of awesome. high, vo- high voice back here. Right here. Yeah. That's definitely an Exodus thing. I can see yeah. Gary Holt doing that shit. That's not one of your favorite fucking reps in metal. Oh, that's okay. great. It says that this was inspired by an Exodus song. 
Yeah, that is on uh, 2004's Tempo of the Damned. But it was, I guess, a riff they had back when Hammett was in the band. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so funny, like that little solo lick he does, like, you know, where it's just all whammy bar madness stuff. Yeah. That sounds like some shit that Gary Holt does, uh-huh. like today. Like, you've heard it, like the stuff he does is like just way off the, you know, uh-huh. like whammy bar, you know, like, I'm going to strangle my guitar. Listen to this. <laughs> all right, so I'll take that back. The first two songs and, and this song. One. Yeah. This one? Yes. There yeah, because this one does kind of have that sort of kill them all-ish vibe. I see what you mean. It's funny, though, because to me, this is one of those, for me, that's like that, you know, the complete work thing that we've talked about, where it's like it's, that's why Escape is tolerable, even though I know that's definitely not James's favorite, and I know it's not Russell's favorite, and I don't, I think, I'm kind of anxious to I think to hear most fans are kind of sort of, had listened to it, sort of whatever about that song, but it's like, as a complete work, it just works. As part of the album, it works. And the harmonies, I mean, the harmonies are fucking awesome. Sounds to me like Metallica is trying to be Judas Priest. I don't know why. The song or the book? The song. The both. But it still sounds like the. Right. But what's interesting, because a lot of the other songs have a lot of rip changes, a lot of different things, this song doesn't have a lot of that. It's got some melodies. And that's kind of, I, I can see what you say, Russ. I mean, that, that's kind of got a juice. Well, this is vibe. around the same time that Living After Midnight. And, well, well, Priest was kind of already kind of hitting their, their 80s peak with, yeah. like, Turbo and shit. I mean, that, right. that was kind of that era and Scream of Revengeance. And, but you got another thing coming. Got a lot of airplay. So, uh, you know, well, Living again, After Midnight. Well, again, this is why you don't have fucking record label people telling artists how to create shit. Right. Because it's like, hey, man, write something like this. I'm, I'm a fucking artist, asshole. I do shit my way, not your way. But you know what? Kudos, commitments, and condiments. Fuck it, man. Metallica gets the croutons. The fact that they fucking they did what they were asked, they still fucking nailed it. Maybe it's not the favorite of James or the band. That's cool. Maybe it's not the favorite of the fans. But it's part of the album. It's part of history. All right. Looks like they only played it live once. And that was when they performed the whole album. <laughs> when they but played you know what? the entire... Listen, this is an important message that everybody needs to understand. And they played it backwards. This is a very <laughs> important Join message. Us. Join us. They started the show with the Call of Cthulhu and then played Creeping Death. Oh, cool. And they went in reverse yeah. order. Nice. Even though maybe that, that means song... they ended with Fight Fire with Fire. I bet that was yeah. badass. For that sure. was probably badass. And speaking of Creeping Death, that is the next track after Escape, which was a glorious return. It's possibly my favorite Metallica song. That's a hard thing for me it to say because I have so many favorites. But Elva? Before you start it, every time I think of Creeping Death, I think about the part on, on uh, Cliff of Mall where it shows them on the Ozzy tour opening and like the first fucking song they play is, is Creeping Death. And it's just like, I'm watching live. I'm just watching his wrist. I'm like, 
how the fuck does he do that? I know that sounds really inappropriate to say it like that, but it's just like, you know, the, the speed, and they're playing faster than the fucking album. And you were watching them still Ozzy's crowd, too. Right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, I mean, time. I'm sure Ozzy was probably backstage just laughing his fucking balls off. Like, you know. These guys are fucking <laughs> it's insane. He's got to know. Oh, and, yeah, and he course. was part of that history. That's yeah. a yeah. fucking, that's, that's beautiful. One might argue that's biblical. Just like Creeping Death. We used to play this one a live, uh, uh, live a lot. Didn't yeah, we? we did. Yeah, it's a good one. I need to see Can't be loud enough. Ever. We had about four covers we did a lot. I think this was one of the yeah. main ones. This one still blows me away too. Everything about it. Because James multi-tracked all that shit, and he fucking nailed it to the fucking letter. Perfect. Inspired by C-Commitments. It's a tangential connection to an Exodus song called Die By His Hand. So let me retire. <laughs> you got some fucked up ears, man. <laughs> so let me retire. I'm getting real old. What the fuck? I just fucking hear wrapped up like a douche, man. What can now I that say? one I agree with. <laughs> and <laughs> talk about a gag reflex. Uh, <laughs> the fucking speed. That my hand can get to a volume or control <laughs> right. when that song wrapped up like a douche comes on. Like, yeah. That's like when REM comes on for me. It's like, ah, it's like lightning to the radio. <laughs> What's sad now? I want to hear that song. No. Not, no. This is not the place for it. No, it's not. This is when you're taking a piss sitting down in the bathroom. That's where the place is. <laughs> I actually Sorry. had this tape, the. Uh, the single they had a single that had what's Creek and Am I Evil? Am I yeah. Evil? Oh yes. Yeah, I think I ripped it up there. It's on the on the wall oh, there. Yeah, with the skull with like the, yeah. the bridge to nowhere next to the ACDC. I see oh, it yeah, yeah, above yeah. the helmet and the Slayer. Yeah. If you're wondering what Billiam's talking about, go to our uh, Facebook page, Metal Nerdy Podcast. It's somewhere in the Kalaji. Oh yeah, the guitar solo for Creeping Death too was crazy. And watching that shit, oh yeah, it was amazing. The harmonies, great the harmonies, just every time the harmonies gonna be fucking boner. They just, they do, they do. 
everybody. This is one of those like, for major metal moments. Oh, participation moment. Metal participation. Everybody knows about this part. Just wait till this ship comes back live. You ready? Never gets old. Never, never, never. never. Midnight air, bitches. The classic creeping death. It is so classic. And then they close it with the Call of Cthulhu. It's like the only difference between that and puppets is puppets close with David Jink and yeah, you know the instrumental was next to the last song, Orion. I'm reading this Call of Cthulhu that when hell freezes over. um, That was the tentative title. Mustaine used the riff from it that he wrote apparently. And uh, Hangar 18. So I'm gonna have to listen to it and see if I, I can figure can out. I can hear it oh, actually. Yeah. I can't hear it. Can you hear it? No. There's no crickets here, Billy. <laughs> I know you can fucking hear it. Hangar 18. Yeah, I can. I hear can it. hear. I can yeah. hear the melody. Very sneaky. I don't give a shit what people say. The Metallica boys are wizards. Plain and simple. They're metal wizards. Right. Say what you will. They're fucking metal wizards. Napster. Perhaps they draw their dark powers from Cthulhu. Which is actually spelled with a CTH, but they spelled it with a KT for easier pronunciability. That's all one of those factoid links we're going to have on the page. thing I love the most about this song Russ I think you'll agree the fucking harmonies man oh, yeah. as a guitar player and maybe it's maybe it's a lead guitar player thing but it's like harmonies I, I, I can't get enough of like multi-part harmonies no, I and agree. layering and shit like that and they have a certain harmony pattern that they use it's beautiful yeah. it's very majestic and it's very almost royal like there's a certain vibe about the the I, know what, you're, the I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's very yeah. Like there's a part at the at the end of Kalakatulu, and we'll probably we could probably just let this play out and kind of close the show out over the song, let the let the good parts flow that we love. But there's a part at the end of this where it kind of wraps up right before the very end, where there's like four or five harmonies, and it's just just this thick sound of harmonies. Oh, Uh-oh, what's what happening? the fuck is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> Better Stop not playing the fucking shit. song. Look, <laughs> better not be that shit again. Uh, yeah, this was. Uh, I guess this is a rip from my CD that had issues. Word. Oh. You gotta steal your music it, like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hashtag just kidding. <laughs> we don't care. There's people that steal shit all the time. We bought this stuff. I bought it. Fair and square. The, yeah, the tape and the CD. I've shoplifted a lot of tapes and CDs and stuff, but yeah, not, not CDs, I would say just tapes, but I bought this one. Metallica, I've probably bought every one of their 
products multiple times, except for the newer albums. Oh, yeah. But I did buy them. And nowadays, since I'm a Apple Music guy, when I'm in the car goofing off or running around the neighborhood or whatever, I buy vinyl for my collection. If I'm going to buy an album, I buy vinyl. You're right. Because yeah. fuck CDs. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's no better quality than listening to it on my damn phone. Yeah. It's still, for me, the CDs are the last vestige of hanging on to like vinyl when you had the album art and you had shit you could look at. It was part of the whole experience. That's, that's what I loved about, like if I had a turntable... When this came out, I would have fucking got the album. Just, that's it. Just that's my it. point. All the good yeah. shit comes out on album now. You can buy yeah. this on vinyl. You can right. buy map. Well, that's what I'm saying. My but birthday I mean, last year, I got like masters I, on vinyl. But I still love CDs that way. Like yeah. I still like the album art, and I still like putting it in and sitting down and fixing my favorite laxer and just fucking going through the album art, and it's a fucking experience. Yeah. If I just go download it and I got, you know, that's all God's on my phone, I'm like, well, fucking want to turn pages and smell the chemicals and get high i want to fucking do that shit that's my that's oh, what i do. want i have a, I have a record player and we have a room yeah. where all I my records right are there, yeah. yeah that's it, what we do i buy the vinyl i open it up I it's listen like now to it. i've got to go buy scotch cards separately it's like i just want to buy the cd it's already got all that shit mixed in all i gotta do is just open it yeah <laughs> that, that part do you remember the part i'm talking about russ i think it's toward the very end where there's like just all these harmonies and they come in yeah Cause we, we gotta hear it. It's all eight minutes. And if you don't have this, you owe it to yourself to go get Ride the Lightning. Yeah. Even just as a fucking historical document that you have the album, you owe it to yourself to go purchase Ride the Lightning. This is one long solo oh, song. Pretty much. <laughs> it it's like oh, a, it's, it's like a Ryan. Right. It's an instrumental, but you know. I like this one a lot. I, I still think Orion's probably one of the best pieces of music I've ever listened to. But they had a good visual component about the stuff they wrote. Though. That's what I always yeah. liked about Metallica. Like there's something about this song. Oh, this song e- tells a story. Even before yeah, I knew yeah. what Cthulhu was, yeah. it just had that creepiness factor. It was like I like it. I don't know why I like it, but I fucking like it. Hence, there's a reason I like it. But it's like they were they were always like that with their music. They were very, very visual. I started getting into Lovecraft recently. HP um, Lovecraft? Yeah, audiobooks. I, I can't sit down and read anymore, but when I'm in the car. Hey y'all, do y'all yeah. read audiobooks? No, man, if you take enough LSD you can read it with your eyeballs when you see the sounds. Hey, this is Ron down at the Rib Lounge. We're gonna have psilocybin barbecue ribs coming up down here. Sweet. Next Wednesday. Yummy. You'll enjoy them until next Thursday. Anyway, come on down here to the Rib Lounge at Catlod. I think that part's coming up. Turn it up a bit, Billy. Oh, it is. I know y'all know the part I'm talking about. It's through this part, but it's the part that comes right after this. Is this like the monster? Is that bass? Uh, I think it's monster just guitar and wah. Wangy bar. Wangy bar. I'm playing my wangy bar, girl. Come here. Okay, now listen to how this builds. And listen to the fucking harmonies. 
tastes like syrup. Sounds awesome. Anyway, as we close out the song, this has been our album dive of Ride the Lightning by Metallica, one of the greats. It's a good one, Jerry. You should owe it to yourself to go out and purchase this album and become one with the Metallica. All right. Wait for it. It's like being a kid again. Right. Anyway, Ride the Lightning album dive, Metal Nerdery. Thank you guys for listening to us. We hope you enjoyed it. We had some good ones, moments, laughs. Until the next. Until the next. Y'all come back now, you hear? Nerd out. Everybody, this is Archie Nigelson, Nigel's cousin. Listen. That daft bastard forgot to mention some really fucking important news. The Metal Nerdery Patreon is up and running. If you want to be a member, just go to patreon.com slash metalnerderypodcast and join us for a fucking extra order of nonsense and metal-infused lunacy from the coolest fucking lads in the Metal Nerdery Metal Nerdiverse. Oh, my God.